Welcome to the Duluth Rundown interview section. Uh, We are just about to get going with our next interview, but first, a message from our sponsor, Austin Jaro Sports. Austin Jaro is where you want to go to get anything running related from gear to shoes to food and, of course, great advice uh, from all the people that work up there. So uh, check out Austin Jaro at 1025 West Central Entrance here in Duluth, Minnesota. Thanks, Austin Jaro. And now we are joined on the interview portion of our podcast with um, Ivy Brooks. Ivy is a local runner who's been here in Duluth for what? How long? How long have you been in Duluth? Oh, born and raised in Duluth, but okay. I've been back since I graduated college. college so that so. was 2016, so early 2016. 2016. So just yeah. a handful of years out of Duluth, but back to Duluth. So you actually have been here a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> You're just definitely somebody that I've wanted to have on the podcast for a long time. Um, we've known each other for, what, maybe 10 years Yeah. About 10 years, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, and one thing I've always appreciated about you is your enthusiasm for the sport of running is like second to none. You know? I mean, <laughs> yes. you're one of those people that kind of, you follow the sport really, really well. Mm-hmm. You're always up to date on who the, who the, the, uh, the current stars are and who's like just rocking it whether it's u.s or world or local person and i just and i love that aspect about you because we all love the sport of running but some people are like hardcore into the yes. sport of running <laughs> yes. and you're kind of one of those and i like definitely that. i really yeah. like that so thank you for joining us on the podcast and um let's get started with tell us mm-hmm. about your running journey when did it begin yeah, that's a good question and one that I've been thinking about. Because um, I did run in high school, like I did track, but mm-hmm. I was a sprinter and it was for another sport because soccer, as you had mentioned, was my first love. Um, and it wasn't until I got to college that distance running came in to my just like repertoire. And I had started college soccer and it's a hard transition from high school to college soccer and any collegiate sport, I would imagine. And I wasn't finding the success that I found in high school. And so I think I was reaching for something that could give me that success. And Hmm. I was curious about running. I had friends that had done grandma's. Um, My parents were kind of interested in running grandma's half. And I was like, you know what? No time like the present. So (laughs) I signed up for grandma's half and just started running and was finding some success as most runners do early on um, when you first begin. And I think I just fell in love with it right then. It was like, this is something I can control. Hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. it's all what I put into it um, is what I'm getting out of it. And so I just found it so fascinating and I just loved it. And so doing that in soccer um, just became kind of my thing for those few years. What position in soccer did you play? (laughs) That's funny, too. I loved playing an outside mid, which is oh. like a running position. Totally. You're up the field and then you're Makes down sense. the field. And so, yeah. <laughs> as Story I was, checks out. <laughs> <laughs> as I was really getting into running, like all of a sudden I'd have my Garmin watch on at practice. I'm like, let's see how many miles I'm running today, oh, guys. Funny. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I think my friends just started getting into it. Like, wow, Ivy's found something that she also really enjoys beyond soccer. And she's bringing it to practice. And nice. I was doing it um, in the off season and my, I'd continue to come in and my coach would be like, you're more fit this year than you were last year you're more fit this year than you were last year and I'm like yeah this running thing's pretty cool it's really helping me (laughs) yeah you know I've noticed that with soccer players who run I would say and I don't know soccer super well but when I asked them what position they played whether they played in high school or rec leagues or college or whatever I would say the people who are now quote-unquote runners 75 to 80 percent of them were midfielders yeah because they're, yeah. they're the fit people who are going all over the mm-hmm. field yeah yeah and it's i was thinking about it. it's not uncommon to see soccer players turn runners like yeah. hmm. there's yeah. some pros out there that talk about the same thing i was a soccer player and then i turned runner that's and i was true. like oh that's interesting it'd be huh. cool to learn more about it right yeah exactly <laughs> i'm kind of curious uh in soccer i feel like for a lot of sports running specifically is like punishment like mm-hmm. we lost the game people like we're running laps you know we're mm-hmm. doing miles oh i was at the case for you or uh yeah, I would say when growing up, when I was in high school and doing it, like, yeah, those 120s <laughs> from one end of the field to the other end, like, yeah. I hated it. I didn't want to do it. You know, I just wanted to be on the field and playing. Yeah. Um, but 
once running like came into just my life and I just loved it then it was like oh sweet you're gonna go tell us to run like for 20 minutes yeah I love it let's do it <laughs> funny <laughs> so yeah that's an interesting switch just yeah. like but I think that's a part of the mon- runner mentality of like every little bit helps right like mm-hmm. just one mile is better mm-hmm. than zero we were just talking to them <laughs> just we were before. just talking about off camera so yeah I wonder if that's you know the case for a lot of people it's like well now I also have this race I'm training for. I I can see the benefits of training, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like you get that endorphin kick. Yeah. Yeah. And then some people just go with it and you you can't stop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So So you did grandma's half Mm -hmm. and anything, what after that, anything the rest of that year or did you do, or did you kind of what happened what happened yeah yeah so I did grandma's half and I had no time goal but to just finish and see what I could do um and I finished under two hours it wasn't by much but one of my parents friends came up to me and he's like wow like that was really good a lot of people like breaking two hours is their big goal they just keep trying and trying and trying I was like oh maybe I'm okay at this (laughs) like I did pretty good so um I don't remember what I did following that I didn't do anything longer than a half um, because that would have been after my first season of collegiate playing in soccer so I had three more years to go Mm -hmm. um, and wasn't going to push my body harder um, knowing that I had soccer coming up and that was my main priority Mm -hmm. Um, so I did other like 5k's and 10k's but and I think I came back to grandma's every year pretty consistently like most runners do around the area Um, but nothing really stands out it was just I continued to train I continued to do smaller races and then grandmas um, and play soccer and then it wasn't until the final season of my collegiate soccer and I was getting ready to like say goodbye to the sport that has been my whole life and I was like I I need something to fill that void and so naturally I decided let's do a full marathon because (laughs) that's my gift to myself Um, and so that was when I signed up for grandma's full and then really started to like narrow in on the training and a lot more running obviously to get the distance in and just prepare Mm -hmm. my body for that yeah I was gonna ask did you um take it pretty serious then when you signed up for the marathon and really yeah you, yeah you really focused in yeah, yeah I was um for better or for worse I was running before I went to practice for soccer in the afternoon um and my body managed it well now if you ask me you know 10 plus <laughs> years later I I don't think my body would manage that as well um but during that time yeah I was training pretty hard for both a running race and to do well in soccer my senior season yeah luckily they both kind of fall into the same bucket yeah conditioning wise to some extent yeah yeah and I think I was already like pretty decently in soccer shape um so I could just kind of maintain that and just like practice on my skill and then focus on running when I had the time yeah I'm kind of curious you mentioned Ivy uh you know kind of okay getting graduate college it's coming up it's inevitable Mm -hmm. uh Tony and I we talk with a lot of people about you know collegiate runners Mm -hmm. or you know they've been in the system and then and then afterwards what do I do and they don't have that secondary sport um I'm just kind of curious to compare uh, mm-hmm. what's it like for a soccer player I mean what options do people have after their collegiate career yeah in that sport yeah um I think a lot of players will go play in like rec leagues in their mm. cities and Duluth has them too a rec and competitive league um mm. for just adults to play on um but for me honestly it's not the same like sure when you're in collegiate soccer or any collegiate sport like it's really competitive and yeah i would imagine that for others too like that's just how your brain is you want that competition Mm -hmm. um and i didn't feel that with some rec leagues that i played in Hmm. so i found it in running because that was solely focused on me and absolutely um, the timing and like I was doing okay place wise so yeah I think that's kind of filled the void for me was that a thought of like I want to get to maybe some a a league soccer league or were you kind of like running's my thing this is what I'm going for athletically yeah I'm sorry if that was kind of your question before I didn't really answer it but yeah I think luckily for me when my soccer career was ending like I did feel a good closure with it. It's like I had finally peaked my senior year and I was scoring goals. I was 
um, doing well. I was a captain of the team. Cool. And as it was ending, like I finally made an honorable mention all conference. It nice. just felt like everything kind of wrapped up and yeah. put a bow on it and then can set it to the side. And it was like, all right, I feel good at what I did and now I can move on. So nice. I think I was lucky awesome. in that sense. I don't know if everyone else has that opportunity or that story. I would yeah. say absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, especially with collegiate runners, because uh, it is so competitive. And I think for that running, mm-hmm. like, you know, pushing your body so hard and kind of getting to that age where you can't just bounce back. And so, I mean, I think that's so special to have that like kind of pinnacle or, or peak, like perfect timing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. To just transition away because you do hear about those runners are like, I was so burnt out. Like I just had to stop. And yeah, I mean, I did stop soccer, but I didn't feel like I was burnt out to stop it. It just right. felt like the right mm-hmm. time. Yeah. The chapter chapter ended and yeah move on to the next thing in life kind yep. of kind of deal yep and i had something yeah. to fill the void and i think that was yeah extra helpful i yeah. was i was ready to move on i had something that excited me and i was like all right let's go what's the ne- what's next do you still stay in touch with teammates oh yeah yeah that's they're awesome. my best friends yeah that's awesome, We're, that's awesome. Um, my cousin is graduating out down in st cloud this spring mm-hmm. um and he's been looking to play collegiate soccer and this summer he texted me and was like hey mm-hmm. like just wanting to know your experience and like what you really liked like what was hard and i'm like wow you texted me on the perfect weekend because my three college <laughs> soccer friends are actually up visiting you know and this is 10 years later and we're still yeah. like spending time with each other so yeah i had a lot of positive things to say yeah. about that like, awesome. let's hop on a webinar quick no yeah <laughs> right, right. Like a three pound panel yeah right. <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's awesome so Wait, I got one more question. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just curious where you played collegiate soccer at. Was it locally, or you said you moved away? What, um. Yeah, so I played Division III um, for the University of Minnesota Morris, um, which some people around here might know because yeah. we were part of the UMAC, which Scholastica was, mm-hmm. um, and now UW- UWS is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so first marathon. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Yeah, really well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think. It just, it went well. I was training hard, um, and I think my athleticism and just having the time to train, um, I wasn't under a lot of stress that last year of college soccer and classes, um, that I was training well, and I was like, wow, I think I could qualify for Boston, mm-hmm. um, and like you said, I kind of live and breathe running. And so that was definitely in my sights. And so I think I even called it like operation qualify for Boston was in my head (laughs) as I was training. And so, yeah, I went and ran grandma's in 2016. Um, and then the Boston qualifying time was 3.35, and I was well under it when I finished. And yeah. I was like, wow, that that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that you, you, you gave your training a name, mm-hmm. you know, Operation Boston Qualifier or whatever. Mm-hmm. That kind of mindset is actually extremely important for training. Just kind of, it's something to think about even at home on the couch watching well maybe it wasn't netflix in 2016 as much yeah. as it is now but <laughs> but it's always on the in your mind and it's a real and almost tangible thing that you really when you're training there's a really healthy thing to do and create something that's um that's so meaningful to you by in this case kind of giving the whole deal a name and a a, a substance to it that's really important and i think a lot of times people they do the training and they forget about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I encourage people all the time to, to, to keep a running log mm-hmm. to, and write it down, not just Strava or Garmin connect and just forget about it, but to literally write it down in a notebook because it really personalizes it for you. And it just gives it that much more meaning. That yeah. was, that was really, I don't know if that, if you did that purposely or if it was just because, but that <laughs> was a really good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've always had like a why am I doing it? Yeah. Um, which is just really important and helps you get up in the morning when it's still dark out and to go for a run. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is my why right now in this chapter of my life. And it mm-hmm. usually helps me get out the door. Oh, I think it just, yeah, it just makes the whole process so much more valuable too. Mm-hmm. Cause it just like caring deeply about that is, is so important. Yeah. So how did you train? Did you find a program online or a book or did somebody coach you? How did you go about that? 
Um, actually, on the Boston Athletic Association website, they have training plans yeah. for the races. So I think for that marathon, I'm pretty sure it's what I followed. Yeah. And just did the speed work that they had on there in the long runs and followed yeah. that pretty much to a T. Nice. Yeah. And when that was for your first marathon, that grandma's... Yep. Okay. Yeah. That nice. was for my first marathon. I've never followed the training plans again. I've recently been looking at them just for some shorter races. Mm-hmm. Um, but for that one, I did, and it worked out pretty well, I'd say. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you seem, Ivy, like so motivated, like right away, like marathon. I'm jumping. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And then, wow, Boston, here's the time I'm going in. I'm naming my, my plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, what were some of your inspirations to even get to that up, up to that point like to sign up for the marathon you know yeah man I don't know I first thing that comes to mind is go big or go home <laughs> yeah yeah and I think that's just how I've always been like why not me why not now like let's go for it yeah. um, sometimes it has worked out and sometimes it hasn't uh but I just I keep trying at yeah. least yeah and was that, I mean, you did the, your parents kind of um, inspired you maybe to do that, the half and you kind of jumped in. Was it just like that experience that was like the driver? Or, I'm just curious, like what, like, I wonder just how people figure out about this stuff. Yeah. You know? Like even me, I don't even remember, you know, but like the billboard, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't know how I even like figured out about Boston. Um, it probably just was like, I ran grandma's that half, you know, my first time, but almost 10 or more years ago and I started paying attention to the elites and just being amazed at like how fast they're running and how effortless it looks but just like also how cool it is like look what they put their bodies through and like how their mind must have to be to run that fast and just started following them and just had so much interest and then I'm sure Boston popped up in there and I was like oh this is a really cool prestigious race and oh you have to qualify that'd be cool one day and Hmm. yeah yeah so I don't really know it just was like snowball yeah (laughs) (laughs) an overflow of information and I just got excited and decided yep that's what I want to do I'm gonna go do it cool (laughs) yeah cool I think that's like a testament almost to like uh, I don't know if it was social media but that's kind of what I heard you know like following different pro runners and Mm -hmm. stuff like that's the cool I think cool thing about having that access to different pros and races and whatever to get some inspiration you know oh yeah yeah I mean even still to this day that that is what my social media feed is, is professional <laughs> runners or like running podcasts and just like continuously feeding my brain with information. The and algorithm has got you figured out. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I let it figure me out. Totally. Too. totally. <laughs> like I want to see that stuff. So please feed it to me. <laughs> a lot of times when I like, for instance, on, on social media, if my wife will send me a, a funny little thing, I'll not respond to it because I don't want to mess with the algorithm. I'll look at it and I'll, I'll, I'll like, oh, that's really great. But I don't want to give it like an actual like or anything mm-hmm. so i don't want my algorithm messed up i want it just like just running things if i <laughs> <Yeah>. can <laughs> yeah definitely that that is how i live <laughs> that's funny uh did you pick up any um i guess uh uh strategies from uh competitive soccer that translated really well to um running i'd say the mental side of it is hmm. huge just like perseverance and resilience and hard work and dedication um I loved soccer and I think that was a huge thing that transferred over to running is just I just loved it and so I was gonna do everything that I can to train well to be good as as good as I can be um and just learn about it and continuing to learn about it continuing to get better but the mental side of sports yeah it's huge to transfer over yeah absolutely yeah so you finished grandma's first marathon in the books not a bq did you that the first one yeah i had that first like luck of the marathon that (laughs) ignorance is bliss thing yeah Yeah. (laughs) which i'll talk even speaking of pro runners like fiona o'keefe olympic trials it was kind of that thing watching her i'm like oh she's got it she just the ignorance part you don't know when it's gonna hurt you don't know if you're gonna feel the hurt yeah yeah it was like oh some of those people are lucky they still get to feel that (laughs) (laughs) yeah true (laughs) so you finished i mean what was going through your mind right away was it's like yep I'm in Boston. 
yeah doing it yep yep it was like okay i qualified i have wow. quite a big buffer like i definitely will get in and, and wow. i'm going and i was like okay mom and dad i hope you're coming with me <laughs> <laughs> you like knew the time like you were tracking during the rain like yeah like, like I, I knew what this. i had I to run this. yeah wow. and okay cool yeah and it was just one of those on days for me and i knew i had it and then i'm coming in the finish i'm like holy crap i just did it but also this is what i trained for and this mm-hmm. is what i was hoping for so, nice yeah. did you do any races prior to the full to um, grandma's full? i think we did like a half or anything yeah i think i might have did a half or i did the earth day um i think actually i think it was that me and my dad did the earth day half marathon but you can split it into mm-hmm. a relay so oh, i did mm-hmm. six miles and then he did six miles yeah um and we both did pretty well in that, so I found success in that little race, and so it kind of had some extra motivation. Coming yeah, because your dad's grandma. pretty fast too. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> yep. Um. So, what was after June? Um. After June, my main focus was Boston. Um. I do. I think I ran a race out in Grand Forks during that time. Um, it was like some inaugural marathon, Wild Hog, I believe they called it, and it's not a mm. race anymore. So I ran that, but my main focus was like, okay, how do I want to train for Boston? I'm going to be training through the winter. Mm-hmm. How am I going to do that? Um, and just get out to Boston and see what I could do. Yeah. And what worked that year? I mean, uh, I guess, did you learn any valuable lessons from that, grandmas, or did it go so well? It's like, <laughs> I know everything. <laughs> no, I did learn valuable lessons, unfortunately, for grandmas. Um, like, my training went really well but the other side of training is fueling and my fueling was not good Hmm. um and i was way under fueled so i really had to um i had to start seeing people and get some help in that realm of things yeah um and so i spent a lot of months trying to figure that out and my body was changing because of that so i had to figure out kind of a new body and how to run with that Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah what ended up working for you fueling wise i mean did you have a certain uh i mean uh food that you kind of landed on or what yeah, yeah what's the yeah what'd you learn um then of course like i have mentioned i just really dive into it so yeah. um i saw a sports nutritionist or a dietitian sure um and just learned a lot like how to fuel around my runs what i should be hmm. feeling after my runs and just like on a day-to-day basis how to hold up to, for the training that i'm doing yeah um so it wasn't necessarily like one food or one thing it was just kind of like looking at your training and your life and what you need to get in to feel yourself to recover to run yeah and just to live sure yeah, yeah. okay yeah great i mean that's yeah. so important yeah yeah it's huge i'm yeah. a big advocate for it now it's <laughs> yeah. fueling and feeling the correct way yeah i kind of take the opposite approach i'll admit it it's like since i run I can eat anything I want anytime. Right. <laughs> Which, and I don't know. That's how it should be, I think. Like, <laughs> no food is off limits. Some might make you feel better when you run and some might make you feel worse, but trial and error. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then so how did the lead up go to your first Boston? Um, gosh, it's hard to remember, but it went as well as you would expect. Um, I didn't quite know what to expect of Boston, like training for grandmas. I knew the course or at least the second half of it because I'd run the half marathon, but Mm -hmm. I'm from around here. So I knew the beginning and what it kind of would consist of. Um, But for Boston, I didn't know what to expect other than what people had said. They talked Mm -hmm. about the Newton Hills later, Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't know how big they actually were. I didn't know what the weather was going to be like, and especially in April in Boston. It's been sometimes (laughs) pouring rain. It's been sometimes warm. It's perfect. I mean, yeah. you just didn't know. Um, so I just started training, and I think I don't even know what training plan I followed, but I was like, all right, I'll just kind of do what I want and yeah. just what feels right. Um, and by the time I got out to Boston, I think I was in decent good shape. It was mm. just those Newton Hills, um, I think, are definitely something I would train for next time more. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a real that course it just offers so many challenges just the the top topography of it that yeah mm-hmm. it's it's a tricky one to train for yeah absolutely yeah, it's like four the first four miles are all downhill and mm-hmm. your legs get all beat up from that and you're flying you're feeling great because it's only four miles in and then all of a sudden all that pounding yeah. of the downhills catches up with you around the newton hills and yeah it's it's a tough course yeah yeah i'd say everything that everybody says about the boston course is right <laughs> yeah. and if you're gonna train for it yeah. like believe those people yeah, absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely I, I think here in duluth 
were able to kind of replicate some course conditions at Boston, given the hill that we have here in Duluth, we can kind of start, I don't know, UMD or Woodland somewhere and run down to the lake walk and come back up then. And this kind of somewhat similar to what Boston has to offer for their course. And, uh, and then of course we have the weather that we, like you said, it's, you have to train through the winter here Mm -hmm. when you live up North to run Boston. And that's a, it's a difficult thing to do, but if you can do it, you're going to be prepared for just about any weather Boston will throw at you. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, definitely. I think I want to get back to Boston. The race didn't go as I would have hoped it would have went. Um, so my long-term goal is to get back there, uh, preferably as soon as possible, but Mm. we'll see what (laughs) life brings. And, um, but yeah, I'm always thinking, okay, how would I train for it? And what are those hills that I can find? Because you really need to be prepared for that course. Yeah, it's a, it's a physical course. There's a physicality to the Boston course mm-hmm. that maybe Grandma's doesn't quite offer. Not in the same way, anyway. Mm-hmm. Grandma's has its own thing. But uh, yeah, it's, I'm trying to think of even another marathon around here that would offer something along those lines. And other than just like trail marathons or something. Yeah. <laughs> like the Kernow wow. or something, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a unique course. It's a lot of fun, and it's really loud. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But the, it's a cool experience. Did the experience meet your expectations? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, going down there a couple days early and going to the expo, and there's just people around and Boston jackets everywhere. <laughs> um, and then the race came, and like I said, it's it's really loud, and it's loud from start to finish. <laughs> cool. um, and, like, the first, you know... 13 and plus miles were great and then I was getting to the Newton Hills and I was running up them and I was doing fine and I thought I was done with them and then I got to what I now know as Heartbreak Hill Mm -hmm. um, and that's where I struggled. I hit the wall then and I ended up walking up that um, and then you start coming into town those last five six miles so it gets even louder Yeah. Um, and I was tired and dehydrated and oh, so no. I just I don't think I enjoyed the experience as much as other people do yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you can get to the mile 20 get up the heartbreak hill start getting into town and just really enjoy that experience yeah I think yeah. it's everything you want it to be well it sounds like you had high expectations even just from your own performance like time-wise is that correct yeah like a lot of people go to boston and just qualify again for the next year yeah um and that's what i was hoping um but that just wasn't in the cards for me like i had mentioned i had to really work on my feeling and my body had changed and just like learning to run in this new body was different and a lot more difficult than i would have expected yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely Yeah. yeah yeah Um, oh, go ahead, Tony. I was just going to say, so um, so Boston, that was, what, 2016? 2017. 2017, yep. Boston. And what's happened in the seven years since? As <laughs> here we are now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot. Um, <laughs> I finished Boston, um, and then I took a break for a while and was mm-hmm. like, okay, just just breathe and try to figure out what's next. Yeah. Um, I don't think I ran a race for... A, a little bit in 2018 I believe it was it would have been December I went down to the St. Jude's Marathon in Tennessee mm-hmm. um, and drug my parents down there again like I drug them to Boston <laughs> um, and did that um, and I don't remember like my expectation is always to do the best that I can and I'm very competitive and I I want to you know get faster and faster um, but I just did average there um and then i took an even longer break i picked up a random uh career dancing for a while Mm -hmm. um and just i was on my feet every day all day so running kind of took the backseat burner um and then i finally picked it up again probably in 2019 so 2018 to 2019 i took a little break 2019 i picked it up again um and just slowly got back into it. I didn't sign up for a race. Um, and then I think 2020 or 2021, did grandmas get canceled in 2020? Uh, I believe in the year 2020, it was virtual only. Okay. Yeah. So it would have been 2021. I think my mom had a bib and she wasn't going to be able to run and she offered it to me. And I was a little unsure because I <laughs> just since that year where I was like peaking at Boston and I'm peaking in some other smaller races like mm-hmm. I just wasn't doing as well as I wanted to and I didn't want to get back on a starting line if I wasn't going to do well because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I just want to be fast and it's fun to run fast yeah um so my mom had that bib and I 
kind of just went back and forth with the decision and I finally was like gotta rip the band-aid sometime so I went and I ran um, 26 or half the half okay yep. yeah I went and I ran the half um and again like I was I was just doing fine I wasn't happy with my times at all I want to be faster um but I wasn't terribly slow in my perspective <laughs> yeah. um because I I don't want to discount anybody else that runs slower than me but is fast to them um so in my perspective i wasn't running terribly slow and um i was like well okay i'll just keep going like it's consistency and dedication and like you're in it for the long game ivy so kind of since that time i've just been like consistently getting out there um my dad and i did the full then 2022 and 2023 nice um he wanted to do a full. He, uh, his Boston qualifying time is a three fifty, um, and he mm-hmm. can do that on, yeah. a, on a day when his body is primed and ready to go, and he doesn't yeah. have injury. And I was like, okay, like if my dad's gonna try, I would love to run Boston with him. So I might as well start training and see. Sure. Um, I just haven't gotten back there yet, but yeah, I've been just consistently training and trying to get back to where I want to be. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect because it'll. It'll just pop yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. Especially as long as you're being consistent, it'll it'll happen. That's what I'm hoping. I um three two years ago, two and a half years ago, I started grad school. Um, and then on top of working forty hours a week, I've been pretty stressed. So I've definitely learned even more now this year is what stress can do to the body. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and just being patient. So like Tony said, I'm kind of waiting for that moment to pop again mm-hmm. but knowing that if i just continue consistently get out there yep. um hopefully eventually it will yeah totally yeah it sounds like that might be like a x factor like you mentioned right away ivy like that first marathon like pretty laid back like college like kind of you know sunsetting on caught co- like mm-hmm. no stress getting out for lots of runs yeah and then like the real world you know working a lot stuff going on whatever whatever yeah the stress of daily life. i mean isn't that such a huge like makes such a huge impact to, you yeah. wouldn't think like I'm getting my miles in but just like the stress mm-hmm. it, yeah. it, it, like your body I know we've talked about this like your body can't differentiate types of stress no. right? so yeah yeah yep. definitely it's, <laughs> it's what I really learned I would say in the past few years and especially the past like six to eight months is stress is huge has a huge impact on your body and yeah. just on my running and so just continuing to be patient and consistent i'm hoping it will pay off yeah yeah absolutely are you signed up for grandma's this year or doing anything yeah yeah. i am uh let's go i run i mentioned my dad a lot and i run with my dad a lot so we kind of do it together so him and i are both signed up for the half i'm unsure what my goals are gonna be at this point i think i'm gonna start training here and see how it goes and where Mm -hmm. my body's at um but if it's just on the cards for me to run fast i might just pull back and say i'm gonna do this for fun and just you know stop along the race course (laughs) and just wave and say hi because i've never done a race like that and i think it would be important to do one of those like i'm not losing anything i'm not I don't yeah. have appearance money or a sponsorship to <laughs> right, hold right. up to, so right. yeah. yeah, why not do that? Yeah. yeah, and then there's always more races, too. I mean, if things happen like that where it's not the best day or whatever, or the training doesn't work out or whatever, yeah, there's going to be another one. There's yeah. going to be another race. So. Yeah, there is, and I say that I might do that, but oh, man, you get me on the starting <laughs> I know, line, I and know. I'm like, oh, my it's, competitive brain takes over. It's really hard to, like, I'm just going to do this as a training run kind of yeah. attitude. I yeah. It's that's really difficult. People yeah. do that, and I'm like, I don't yeah. know if I can do that too well. But yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. That's backfired badly for me because I train with that mindset. Like, this is just going to be, like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm not taking anything. it se- yeah. so serious. I'm not taking it serious, and that's how I train. But then on the start line, yeah, it's yeah. Like, you know, I actually I feel great. Uh-huh. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I blow I up yeah. at mile five. That's yeah. yeah. That's not. That's the worst. That's yeah. the absolute worst. I think I could at least get a PR. My like official PR is a time that I think I'm well within to crack nice. not by much so I'm like maybe that'll be my goal I yeah. don't know yeah. to be determined sure yeah yeah you we'll have time see. for time to train for the half and be 
you have a sense of what you're going to be a little yeah, around. Yeah, when I can plenty do. of time for that. So. And you know what? The way this um, I've been talking about this with uh, about this with other people, but the way so far this winter slash spring is going, it could be a good year for running mm-hmm. performances at Grandma's because I mean the roads are wide open and yeah. So yeah. it just makes the running that much better, I think, yeah, right sure. now. So we'll see what the rest of the winter holds. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I think every year since like I've run Boston and just have been obsessed with running, I always look at the winter in Duluth and I'm like, oh, this would be a good year to be training for Boston, or like, oh, training <laughs> for Boston this year would suck. Right, exactly. <laughs> like that's what I'm gauging our winter on. Totally. <laughs> Like the spectrum of how much your instinct. How does it affect your Boston (laughs) training for April? Yeah, and like driving by and seeing runners wondering if they're training for a race in the spring. Right, exactly. Yeah, like, oh, that would be fun, or no, that might not be a lot of fun. It's like, is that the Adidas? Yeah, oh, they're training for Boston. Yeah, Yeah. oh, yeah, always picking out Boston jackets. Definitely. (laughs) So we've been talking about marathons this whole time, but like you mentioned, you've done different distances. Uh, Is marathon your favorite? favorite uh what do you think of other distances what draws you to the marathon itself yeah yeah marathon is by far my favorite um i think in the simplest way to say why it's my favorite is like it's just enough distance that you can still run it and you can still run fast yeah um but it also takes like a very technical training i'd say and like very smart training um it takes a lot of mental strength to get through it um so combining like i can still run this i can still run fast but it's just enough yeah. where i'm gonna need to be strong mentally i'm gonna need to be strong physically yeah. um and then let's see what i can do yeah and that's yeah i just find so much fascination in it and yeah. so much it's just so much fun <laughs> yeah yeah i'm with you 100 percent. like i've said this on the podcast a few times like yeah. marathon racing shape is like the best shape you can be in i think yeah. better than like ultra marathon shape yeah i think yeah. i think 5K, half top million. marathon yeah. racing shape is outstanding i was talking with jaro about this a couple of weeks ago how we we both kind of like miss being in that shape and you just like just kind of walking around town on a daily basis and you're like <laughs> you know you did an 80 mile week and you're fit and you're pretty fast and you just kind of there's that confidence that you kind of mm-hmm. have when you're my heart fit. rate's like, 40 right now people. R- right oh, exactly yeah. <laughs> my heart rate's 40 and i just walked a flight of steps kind of kind of fitness yeah. you know because because that was nothing for you and that's a really nice that's a really nice feeling yeah yeah yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I love, I love feeling fit, but knowing like, wow, my body can run twenty six miles right now. That's pretty cool. That's super cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are all the reasons why I don't like mar- road marathon. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. But seriously, like, it's so hard. It's so hard. Yes. To like yep. be in that shape, like PR marathon shape. Like you got to have the distance, like the the huge aerobic capacity. But like you got to be so fast. Like mm-hmm. right now, I don't even know if I could run one or two miles at like marathon. Yeah, my p- PR pace. You right. Know? Yep. Right. It's like, what other distance can you like mm-hmm. kind of have that conversation? Exactly. Yeah. yeah you can't, I agree. The average person can't just you know grab a grandma's bib the day before, even though they do, yeah. um, and run the marathon, mm-hmm. and or I guess run it well because, like I said, they do grab it. So right. yeah, yeah. I just love it. Yeah. Because you got to be trained for it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Nine out of ten doctors discourage that type of. <laughs> grabbing a bib the other doctor is the one who did it themselves yeah Yeah. (laughs) i have to fact check me on that sorry doctors whatever uh i'm curious to talk more about uh nutrition because you did it Mm -hmm. sounds like you did a lot of research on this i think this topic is a little underdeveloped sometimes Mm -hmm. and uh so if say maybe one of our listeners ivy said ivy what were you talking about i need help in this like what are some um I guess suggestions or uh, top tips that you might have for um, nutrition. I, I guess I'm talking like kind of holistically, like you mentioned, like mm-hmm. whole life and like what's worked well for you, but also during a marathon or training, actually running. Yeah, um, I am very stickler about this and I won't give any advice, but I will refer you <laughs> to the professionals um, of a registered dietitian or there's registered dietitians and they're also CSSDs, Certified Specialists in Sports Dietetics. Yeah. Um, and they have the qualifications that 
can really help you up your game, whether it's with running or just in your life. Yeah. Um, and they offer a lot of free information on their Instagrams. So, Interesting. Um, my favorite one is Megan Featherstone of Featherstone Nutrition. Um, I also follow uh, Kelsey Pontius, might be her last name, but it's uh, Meteor Nutrition uh-huh. or Sports Dietitian Kelsey on Instagram. So I would refer people to them and they yeah. have loads of information. <laughs> uh, well, that's yeah. a good recommendation in and of itself, you know, and mm-hmm. something I wouldn't think of. Yeah. And if you like have insurance, I see um, a CSSD through my insurance. And so there's huh. ones in Minnesota that you can go see. Yeah. Um, I saw one that was actually an Olympian, uh, which was pretty cool. And then now cool. I, I see a different one just and she runs too. So I just feel like someone I can really relate to. 100%. Yeah. Yes. And I have that personal knowledge. Yeah. From a dietitian who runs, yeah. right? Like I feel I have information and can share it. Um, but I, I just am a stickler for there's professionals out there that have done the schooling and spent hours on hours yeah. just studying nutrition. Yeah. And so go get the information <laughs> from them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's smart. That's yeah, that's smart. good advice. That's safe. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting with nutrition, like the kind of like the the hype diets and stuff, you know, like especially mm-hmm. in running, they talk, you can only eat avocados <laughs> yeah. or like and olive oil, Yeah, you know, and that's what works for me. And you know, I'm the champion here. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. You can uh, carbs only no zero yeah. fat, you know? Yeah. It's like, is that even a valid, is that valid to go that side <laughs> of the spectrum? I don't know. From what I have seen, uh, I would say no. <laughs> um, and my biggest like, takeaway is always just just you gotta do what works for you and what you find works for you because what you what works for the pros is a lot different than what's gonna work for yeah you and um sometimes they're even paid to say what they are mm-hmm. so right <laughs> yeah right yeah i think that's interesting from the pro perspective too that you bring that up because well like i think us three like we don't have that access like and i guess probably 99 percent of professional runners don't eat you know the top in the game you know they can get any food they want any time of day right pro chef perhaps you know that sort of thing right that's just not an option i mean for me that adds stress it's like do i want to like make a nice meal or is is this it is stressful like yeah. that's detracting from my training yes exactly, yeah, exactly. Strike that balance, Clayton you know? Young he hired his wife or not necessarily he wasn't paying her but yeah. she <laughs> like his wife made him all his meals because that's what he needed and right. so he didn't have that stress like the food was just there yeah. um, versus us everyday runners yeah we have to plan for it yeah some of us some people have kids they got to take to practices and so yeah. it's just you might have to stop a quick trip and get something quick right yeah that's what a registered dietitian can help you. Yeah, sure, sure. sure. Yeah. Interesting. And it's so much of it is like individualized too, mm-hmm. and what your own body can sort of absorb and what it what it needs, how how it burns calories and all right. that kind of thing too. So there's like broad brush, and then there's really focused, specific to you kind of nutrition mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and definitely. that's where it can get really complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of products out there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I found successes last year, especially like on my long runs and race day. I was like so dialed in on like my pre-race like breakfast or mm-hmm. pre-long run breakfast. So like every Saturday morning long run, and I would have the exact like portion of like oatmeal. You know, my mm-hmm. oatmeal breakfast coffee. Just that's like Elliot Kipchoge, huh? Yeah. I, well, <laughs> he I don't has know. Oatmeal. Really? Yeah. 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 Well, hey. <laughs> Coming for you, Kipchoge. No, yeah. no, no way. I, I got to get that brand that he. Yeah. <laughs> it's not uh-huh. that, yeah. As if that would help me whatsoever. But anyways, uh, I, I found that to be useful. Where where I I never like thought of that before. Of like if I'm like really rigid with this one aspect. I'm curious if you have a ex- experience with that or thoughts on if, how rigid are you? I guess. Yeah. Especially before like a long run or race. Um, not as much as I used to be. And I yeah. think it changes because our bodies change and yeah. just their stress of life, like I talked about, has changed. So what's well now um, might not be that in the future. Um, there's been times when I have like done oatmeal before. Uh, I think last year for the training for the grandmas, um, I was doing Pop-Tarts before. Nice. Those mm-hmm. seem to work well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I used to do those. Right now, because I'm not running very far, I love go-go squeeze applesauces. Like, nice. I've done graham crackers yeah i'm i'm pretty open like 
once they get into your body, a carb is a carb is a carb. It hmm. breaks down the same way. So you right. just got to find what sits well for you. Yeah. You're still getting what you need. Yeah. Uh, do dietitians recommend in your experience research, like the gel, you know, like, is that, um, in my experience, they're going to recommend to find whatever works for you. Huh. Okay. Um, I think as I've done more research, like different gels have different things in them, yeah. um, or they market towards people like you can market towards people that might have kind of IBS or GI issues, yeah. um, but you got to try them. I think that's right. the biggest thing and find somebody like a registered dietitian that can tell yeah. you what this big word on the back means and what <laughs> it's doing for you. Cause I don't know yeah. other than just trying them, but they've never told me like, don't take that one or take huh. this one. Um, Interesting. If I find one that works for me and say like it doesn't have a lot of sodium in it and I'm a mm. really heavy sweater, they might say, okay, now you need to add something that does have sodium in it to get what you need. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Because you're right, they are all, there's some that are pretty similar and then there's a handful of other gels and sports nutrition things that are so different. Like like you mentioned, you can mm-hmm. has kind of a different concept. Um, Vespa, I don't even know if it's still around, but that was another one that's um, kind of a different than just kind of your like traditional sugary goo brand or something. So yeah, yeah. that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so yeah. different. And I, that's one part, a fun part of running the marathon is seeing all the garbage after and like what <laughs> right. people are eating. Right. It's yeah. Right. Really cool. yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Cause you'll find some weird things. And yep. I know some people like have candy and yep. I yeah. think this last year, Swedish I, fish is popular. Yeah, I was taking the go-go squeezes on the course. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, my wife does those. Yeah. yeah. So you'll find a bunch of different things. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the goo flavor? Um, just plain or no plain, uh, unflavored. No, they have like a gross sounding term, which gro- it's gross enough. Oh, you know like tastefully about? nude? Is that? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that was one of yeah, them. Yeah, that, that, like I judge people for that on the course. <laughs> like, who would eat? I get like legitimately, like, who would eat this? <laughs> I guess a registered dietitian would say, hey, that's what works for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they just ran a PB, that probably worked great. Yeah. That's what they needed. I mean, hey, I'm seeing it on the ground, so they're clearly ahead of me, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. that's true. That's true. Like, who would eat a tastefully nude? <laughs> I think that I like the chocolate mint flavors. I'm like, gross. I do not want chocolate or mint in my mouth in the middle of a marathon. Interesting. But Don't look at my cover them. then. I guess. Yeah. yeah I, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jaro sells them. So people eat them. Funny. Uh, what are some of your favorite spots to run in the Duluth area? You've oh, been here yeah. for a long time. Do you have a like a favorite trail, favorite route, especially for like a long run? You know, mm-hmm. like tune up. Do you have one that you go every year or something? Or? Um, I'm a born and raised Duluthian, and I love the runs by the lake. Yeah, go, by, go on the lake walk. Um, I'd say though, my favorite part of the lake walk is like. Beacon Point or East High School and beyond, just hmm. where it's quieter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I really love the new um, on Brighton Beach there, that new oh, trail, yeah. and then yeah. connect it up to the scenic yeah. and run down that. Yeah. Uh, Tony had introduced me to the road parallel to the scenic. Oh, yeah. And I like doing that because that's pretty quiet as well. Yeah, yeah. And out of the wind sometimes. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. yeah. But I love a good run by the lake. Yeah. That's definitely my favorite. That makes for such a good loop that uh, old. Uh, What's it called? Or old East Superior Street is it? East what it Superior is. Street, it's technically East Superior Street. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, East Superior yeah. Street, and then yeah, it's come just back a, on go to, loop, go to like McQuaid or something, and come back on the scenic route or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a nice little loop. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice. I don't often get over there. I live more on the west side of Duluth Do now, so I'm just yeah. weaving in between the streets. But when mm-hmm. I can get over there, it's really nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Do you like street running? Yeah, I've never done trails. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just have not gotten into yeah. it. I That is me. I want to get on the road and right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, yeah. let my mind just not have to think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I'm on the trails, I'm like, there's too much to think about. <laughs> <laughs> but I have had some times where I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try it, you know, just to change it up, take the pressure off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the mental like benefit that I get from running on the roads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was more like thinking specifically like streets, neighborhoods, like weaving through like like you kind of. For me, like, and I'm a trail runner. Mm-hmm. I I love that. Like when I have to, like this time of the year. Um, I I love just like going through the neighborhoods and like looking at houses and mm-hmm. like yeah. where am I? I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, uh, do you like that, or is it more so just like let me get in the wide open? 
depends on the run. If it's an easy yeah. run, sure, I'll go out and explore. If it's something that I like a run I just want to get done, a little more speed workout, then it's yeah. like, yep, I'm going to do what I know and just yeah. get it done. Nice. Um, I listen to podcasts a lot too. So sometimes it's like I'm just yeah. going to do a route I know so mm-hmm. I can just listen to the podcast and yeah. enjoy it. Nice. Yeah. Here's a question for you. I don't think we've asked, we should have asked this more often to our guests, and I don't know if I ever have, but because you're a running, stu- running store girl, mm-hmm. what's your favorite running shoe? All time. (laughs) All time time favorite running shoe. I don't think I have that. I mean, they have changed so much and they continue to change so much. (laughs) I would say my favorite like category is just your everyday trainers. Okay. Those I just think are so cool. Like they continue to change and adapt to where the science is going. Yeah. Um, but they're still like pretty solidly just a shoe with some foam and Mm -hmm. you're gonna go out and run. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So like what what types of shoes are you referencing with that kind of just trainer? Um, so like, uh, right now I'm wearing Asics Kayanos, uh, pretty, uh-huh. um, just those, um, but like Brooks Ghost, Brooks Adrenaline, mm-hmm. um, I used to wear the Nike Pegasus, but, uh, mm-hmm. if you've read Gary Goucher's book, I won't wear Nike anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but those are a pretty solid trainer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just those brands, Sockney Triumph. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I was actually planning, I was prepping for this podcast i was thinking of asking that same question <laughs> but a little bit different i guess it was uh what's your favorite brand and oh. it was kind of a play on your name <laughs> I was just it wondering. should be the people brooks. need to know yeah. the people need to know yeah it should be brooks and i will take all the brooks running stuff but right now yeah i'm running an asics i don't know i i like we said i'm just love running and i also have worked and sell running shoes so i'm also pretty much a geek about that yeah um so i want to try them all yeah you yeah. gotta talk to tom is he still the rep is tom still the rep for brooks do you know i don't know i i'm just working like super part-time okay. right now so i usually don't see the reps okay, but well, i do think i did see him at i saw him at the expo. expo yeah yeah so he must still be so you gotta say look my last name is Brooks. <laughs> Hook me up. Tom. Yeah. Um, Tracy at Jaro one Christmas had asked him if he had any Brooks gear and he had like a Brooks sweater. Nice. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, sweater. yeah. So that's my go-to. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. And that's then people awesome. at my, where I work at my other job this year were like, oh, that sweater has your name on it. And I'm like, yeah, it's a running brand. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's cool. Love Brooks. There's a running shoe brand called Ward. I would, I'd rock that all day. All day. Yeah. yeah like, the shirts on it. Yeah, I think me and my hilarious. dad have gotten matching like Brooke shirts before <laughs> and stuff to run in. In high school, the we there was he was a couple years older than me, but his um the kid his last name was Port. P-O-R-T. Mm-hmm. And so we joked he should have his own shoe called the Airports. Airports. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> you can create anything nowadays. Right? Still do that. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so what else is coming up next for you? I, uh, goals wise, just races. What are you hoping to accomplish in with running? Yeah, coming up next, I'd say is grandma's half, and like I said, I'll start training and see how my body's doing and whether I'm gonna go for something a little faster or just slow it down and do what I can on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I my long term goal is to get back to Boston and get back to running fast, but yeah, um, I have about a year left of grad school, and so I think finishing that up and just being patient and consistent like i've mentioned throughout the podcast will be the big thing and yeah hopefully by then or in a year things will start to look more further up for me <laughs> yeah yeah but just being patient um i'm really excited for the olympics coming up and oh, so sure. that there will be things to fill my cup in the meantime yeah yeah very good yeah cool uh, I have one other non-running related question, and that's how does one become a? Uh, uh, you said it in such a funny way, but the the dance, the dancing. <laughs> oh the yeah. Dancing. What do yeah. you say, professional dance? Yeah, I taught ballroom dancing for yeah. a year, and they you would technically be a professional dancer because <laughs> you were getting paid to dance. Um, I picked it up because I was looking for something to fill a void. I'm sure running at that point was kind of lacking and so I needed my next thing to find success and be competitive in. Um, So I picked it up as just a student and then it's really expensive to ballroom dance. (laughs) Also a lot of fun, just really expensive. Um, And eventually I was hired on as an instructor so I did that for a little less than a year. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) 
funny. It's kind of random in part of my life, but also, like, I learned that I love to dance, too. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. That's you funny. said that, and, like, we kind of quickly moved past it. It was like, I have to bring this up later, because I'm genuinely curious how one becomes a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so funny in the like. And there's other runners in this area that oh, are yeah. Yeah. runners ben- and ballroom dancers. Oh, yeah. yeah, Benjamin <laughs> Welch. We've yes. shouted him yeah. out a, a ton on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 that is... Uh, that is who I actually taught with. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great runner. So there must be something there with the, yeah. with the dancing and the running, you know? <laughs> I think just the sports competitive atmosphere oh, would funny. be my guess. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't think of ballroom dancing being competitive. Oh, so all. competitive. It's, you kind of get in a little bubble, but wow. there's, yeah, it, competitions and. That's how much I know about dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing almost, yeah. yeah. Well, you guys know Ben. You could probably always get a lesson. Right, huh. Exactly. Yeah. We should right, get him ben. on the podcast. Yeah. If you you're should. Listening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening, Ben, bring us certificates. We'll invite you on. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Ben's brother is a really good runner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've had him on twice, actually. Yeah. 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 Did yeah. you um, watch Kara Goucher and Des Linden's? podcast right after the I haven't seen it yet trials. No. oh yeah I um, listened to it there's yet. a guy that comes up and he's like uh hi Kara I'm from Duluth and then they kind of sent him away oh. and then they actually invite him on like a minute later to on the podcast uh-huh. and he sits down and he's like hi my name's Matt Welch and oh, <laughs> I was yeah. watching it when I was running one morning <laughs> and I just started laughing I'm like of course it's Matt Welch on the podcast that's awesome I know Ben and they're very similar yeah, yeah. very outgoing yeah, yeah. totally it's a little Duluth oh, sweet. I'll have to look at that. I can't believe I haven't seen that. Yeah, you have to watch it on YouTube yeah. to see them. Yeah, that's awesome. Were you happy with the outcome of the trials? Um, I am a big Emily Sisson fan, so I was happy with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know Fiona O'Keefe, so I've kind of kept an open mind. Cool story, um, though, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That And like I said, the ignorance is bliss. I always wonder yeah. if that's a thing. Yeah. Um, Dakota Linworm, I probably have an unpopular opinion, but I, I have been skeptical of kind of with her training in the past when it's come to nutrition sure um but i you never know i don't know her and so like i'm it's happy i'm happy to see a minnesota yeah. person go to the olympics and cool. train really well um we'll just see in a couple of years how things turn out mm-hmm. yeah. yeah she's i don't know about her nutrition so i'm curious what you see just from that aspect but i uh i think it's fa- fascinating dakota's uh, like high mileage strategy mm-hmm. you know that i feel like that's what she talks about a lot is just iraq miles mm-hmm. yeah Big time push the envelope yeah mm-hmm. and i love that she was a, like says i'm an underdog i was a walk-on i've had to work for it like yeah. i totally relate to that that so is cool. me i don't really have the talent like i've had to work for everything yeah um so i really love that but yeah there was a couple of years ago i saw a post about a um uh like a 24 mile or over long run where she didn't fuel and i just wow. I cringe at that because that's not what I believe in. And so yeah. I've just, yeah, kind of been skeptical since. But she's like, she still had to work for it. You still, her body still had to run 26 miles that yeah. fast and stay mentally in the game. And she's from Minnesota. And so, like, yeah. good for her. Yeah. 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 And based on what I've learned about nutrition today, thanks to you, Ivy, yeah. <laughs> a nutrition expert would say, well, that's what works for her. Uh-huh. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> she found what works for her and she did it and yeah, accomplished something that a very small percentage of people get to do. Yeah. That yeah. makes me cringe too, though. It's like, I eat as much as possible on like a long run. Yeah. <laughs> and who's to say like, that's what she still does. She could, I mean, she's yeah. part of an elite team. They probably, I would hope they have a registered dietitian right. now. It's just Making yeah. tweaks constantly, probably. Yeah. I'm just, I, I very hold that nutrition stuff close to my heart because I don't want to see other people have to go through the tough things that I had to. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, cool to have that perspective that I don't think we've heard that before of like, you know, we've at, we ask all types of people like, what's your recommendation? And that's cool to hear your recommendation. Don't take it from me. Go to an mm-hmm. expert. You know, I think that's like a, a good lesson to yeah. take away. Yeah. You know? They can definitely contact me, but I will, <laughs> and I will refer you out to the people that I trust and know. Um, and yeah. I've like, I've been on Instagram and I've messaged these dietitians and like, I don't pay them to work with me but they'll message me back and yeah. they'll give me some advice and I just think that's so cool, so cool. Yeah. yeah yeah it is that's cool <laughs> what else we got Tony I don't know I think that's about it I don't know anything else anything else Ivy no I I yeah. don't know okay. <laughs> 
I mean, we can talk fueling, we can talk <laughs> running, we can talk shoes, <laughs> anything. We'll talk for days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck at, at the half. Thank we'll you. We'll be rooting for you. We'll be cheering Thanks. you on as you go by. Yeah. Come flying by. Yeah. Hopefully, I will see. <laughs> I'll see you there. We'll I'm signed up. Happens the half. Yep. Okay. Yep. Nice. Nice. Well, uh, maybe see you at the start, but yeah. <laughs> after that, no. Unless we'll something see. magical happens in the next few months. Yeah. <laughs> My train's not going so good right now, so you never know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you did say you can't run a mile or two. You know? <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ivy. It was yeah. great, great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I've Thanks. been listening a lot, so it's fun to get here and talk to you guys. Yeah, awesome. totally. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up episode number 69 of the Duluth Rundown podcast. Um, I want to thank our guest, Ivy Brooks, for joining us. Really fun to talk to Ivy. Um, one of my favorite local runners. And um, yeah. yeah, great to finally have her on the podcast. And yeah. big shout out to Austin Jaro, too, always helping out our podcast and uh, yeah. doing great things up at, the, uh, up at their running store up there. Absolutely. See you next time.